greetings and welcome back to Anime Freaks, your source on this network for your anime fix. I am Gene Hendricks, and with me as always is my good buddy, Dr. Bill Robinson. How are you, sir? Konnichiwa. I think I said that right. That sounds right, right to me. Very good. I'm not even going to try it because I'll butcher <laughs> something, you know? <laughs> it's, it's odd. I've been able to say something, some words and names and such that I've been pronouncing lately on other shows. I seem to mess up, but... Every now and then I pull one out and kind of go, wow, I actually said that correctly. <laughs> well, you never know. And, you know, just blame it on Arnold if you don't say it correctly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, as you uh, heard over the past couple episodes, we are now done with the first season of Star Blazers. So we're going to take a break from the space fantasy genre. And we did our post-apocalyptic uh episode with the Akira movie last time. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to move into a new genre, or genre, as I've heard Christopher Lee pronounce it, <laughs> and that would be fantasy with Record of Lotus War. What? I thought we were doing Attack on Titan. But it Oh. See, I was going by the vote, and then you're going by Paul's ultimatum. Yeah. The producer has spoken. Yeah, we don't, we don't want to be finding no horse heads in our beds here. Mm, yeah. Well, maybe we could do a uh, record of uh, Titan War. Attack on Lotus? Sure. Maybe we'll just, uh, how about we, uh, we'll, we'll take two great things and uh, mix them together. Yeah. And, and we'll do the first episodes of each series. That'll work. Yeah. Well, uh, and that'll please everybody, right? Because compromise is what everyone wants nowadays. No, don't get started. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy and maybe we'll just uh and i think we might just we'll just do two we'll, we'll do an episode from each show yeah until, until, until we, we run finish out off lotus war and then we might pick up something else yeah you never know we'll uh so we'll that we will get you interested in something else yeah well remember the first one's free kids <laughs> that's right <laughs> so do uh we don't have any email uh because you know obviously people are too busy to write to us well However, maybe if, uh, maybe if i got out if i edited more often and got a show out and made us relevant and in people's minds they'd send emails so that's kind of my fault well we did however get a facebook message from our good buddy jason trenner and he just wrote me one day and asked if we were going to be covering super robot wars 5 which is kind of an odd question since that's a video game but looking more into it, it seems that we actually have a bit of Star Blazers news now that we're done covering Star Blazers. <laughs> and that would be that in Super Robot Wars 5 for the PS4, we will be seeing the space battleship Yamato making an appearance. And dun, dun, look, look, dun, 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 dun. it's Sorry. from the 2199 series. And looking at the screen capture, it looks pretty damn good. And I even have uh, Wild Star's... Or whatever his name is in Japanese. Wildstar. It would be uh, Kaneda. No, not Kaneda. Uh, that was last episode. Kaido. Kaido. Well, you think I would Wildstar. know? <laughs> you 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 think I would know because I have some news, but uh, we'll we'll wait and finish your news. Yes. Well, I mean, it it just it's supposed to come out in 2017, and I from what I have seen, I'm not. I can see that it's going to have English subtitles. But I don't think they're actually going to make a full-on English release of it. So I don't know if it's going to be available over here or if you're going to have to do a an import deal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, it's interesting. I've never played any of the Super Robot Wars 
games, so I don't I know. I how... have not played either. Kodai. Kodai. There you go. Sorry. <laughs> Wake up in the middle of the night screaming, Kodai! Kodai! Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll keep uh, abreast of that and see what happens with it and let, let all you loyal listeners know. So uh, we'll move from one piece of Yamato news to another. So what do you got, Bill? Well, for my birthday, uh, which was hmm, I don't know, about three weeks ago, I uh, had left a hint as in a open Amazon page up on the computer and saying, I want, I would like this, please. And uh, I got the live action Space Battleship Yamoto Blu-ray. It has a Blu-ray and a DVD in it. So now I have, I watched the movie live action and it was kind of interesting because it has the, it has the English dub as well. Oh, okay. So I watched it with the English dub. And I watched it with the subtitles, and they don't match. Really? <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's kind of weird to be listening to one thing and reading something that's slightly different. Hmm. Yeah, weird. so it was, it was a little... Uh, and I, I guess I missed missed um, the first time around when I watched it, because you had watched it as well. I think it was on YouTube. Yes, yeah, and that, they only had the subtitled version. Right. I saw it. But I guess I'd missed the nuance, or maybe I just skipped over the at the very end... When they encounter um, the Gamelons with their little... Because in the movie, they have a crystalline life form. Right. And at the end, they encounter Dresler. Mm-hmm. In, but do you remember seeing that the first time around? Like, they destroy the planet, and he's all that's left of... Because they're like a hive mentality. But I mean, he still had enough... It had enough force in the collective to impose its will, kind of... And Dresler, or would be um, Deslock, to for the English-speaking side, takes a shape and is walking around on the bridge talking to them on... Yeah, I remember that. Oh, okay, because I didn't yeah. remember that at all. And he takes the form of Deslock somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Like, he, oh, he, wow. He does kind of look like him. So yeah. it, it's, it's a nice nod. I mean, everything in that movie is a nod to the original for oh, yeah, obvious reasons. Yeah. But, I mean... The launch of the Yamato. Oh yeah, and, and that is just—it's amazing. And then, and then they had IQ nine or the Analyzer. Yes, and that was that was nice because I wasn't expecting that. I thought he was just going to be the little handheld thing, and then he pops out of Wild Stars Kodai's fighter. I was like, yes, he's actually there. Yeah, and and he and he goes down like a boss. He was mm-hmm. taking out a bunch of Gamelons. So, but yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, oh, it was, it was beautiful. It was great. So I now am the proud owner of the Blu-ray. Very nice. So that's, besides that. It's such that, a depressing ending. Oh, oh it is. God. Well, then again, have you watched any of the Yamato movies? Yeah, but they still come back. They still fiddle, fart, and change it. I mean, I guess yeah, but do the same thing. I mean, the original, the Comet Empire movie ends with Wildstar and Nova flying into the comet and blowing the ship up. Mm. <laughs> so that is kind of a depressing ending, you know? Spoiler, Gene. Yeah. We just, now nobody needs to listen to season two. Well, no, no, they changed oh, that's true. season that's true. two. Because <laughs> that happened between uh, seasons one and two. So that, when they realized how popular it was, uh, ah, shit, we got to change that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so aside from um, my my new goodie that i got for my birthday i i also got a 
not really anime related, but you know, on the video game front, I got a little Funko uh, head of uh, a, you know a little figure of uh, dog meat, which is the dog in the Fallout. Oh, okay. Game series. So I have a tiny little German Shepherd with a big head, <laughs> and he's got welding goggles on his head, and oh, he's nice. got a scarf around his neck. He's got a bandana, <laughs> just like my guy, just like my guy in the game. And you see, I when you said dog meat, I immediately went to a Hill Street Blues. Oh. Because of Belker. Right. Everything was dog meat or dog breath or dog drool. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, dog meat. The only other, I guess, close to anime watching I've been doing, aside from Record of Lodos and Attack on Titan, is I've been trying to go back and, uh, because I'd like to watch Star Wars Rebels, um, I never actually finished off the Clone Wars, so I started over from the beginning, and I'm up about halfway through Season 3 oh, right okay. now. Are you listening to J-Guys and Jedi when, when you're watching? Yes, but I'm uh, I'm about a season ahead of them because I, mm-hmm. I want to just, you know, I'm, I don't want to wait that long. <laughs> right. You just want to power through it. I, yeah. That, that makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah and in each each one is only about 22 minutes long. So, And some of them I've already seen before in the background. Like today, I just went through two of them like, oh, yeah, I've already seen this before. Mm-hmm. Because my son was watching them a while ago. And through being in the house and having it on, I, I ended up watching a bunch then. So, Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, but I know I've seen nothing of the final season or most of season, f- uh, about half of season five. So, I'm... Yeah, that Clone Wars, that's something that we watched when it first came out, like the first like season and a half. And for some reason... I did we too, just, but it just, yeah. It, I, we I, got bored with I it. I lost my interest. Yeah. yeah. So now I've... We ha- we started to go back and we rewatched them, but then we got sidetracked in other things and so on and so forth. Like uh, Kira has been obsessed with Sailor Moon, so she has actually managed to watch up to the third season of that. Tuxedo Mask. Yes. Oh God, that is such a weird subplot. <laughs> but also like the new Thunderbird series, which uh, technically is an anime because it's English, but. It's really, really good. Oh, what do they call that? Back, back in the day, marionation. Super marionation. Super marionation. But now it's uh, it's computer graphics, so it's a computer animated figures, but they look kind of like the original marion marionettes. Oh, you know what? I did I did start to watch this, something else because after I started to watch the uh, new on Netflix, uh, the Voltron Defender of the Universe movie. Oh, that is really good too. I'm about. I think I'm about 20 minutes into it where, um, because you've got the one group of people, they were out, what, out on a moon of Pluto or, or, or yeah, they they were out on Pluto's moon and they were taken hostage. And then the one guy is, he comes back years later saying, you know, there's aliens coming. And, uh, I, I think they just found the first lion. They found the red lion. Yeah. That was where I was at. Okay. It's really, really good because we've watched the whole thing now. And they have nods to both Go Lion, which was the original Japanese, and Voltron. And it's it's mm. terrific because it's it's its own thing, but just the little Easter eggs they throw in at you is wonderful. Mm. Uh, I, I, I can't go into any more because I'll spoil something for you. Oh, okay. I don't want to do that because I loved the reveals on some of this stuff. When it was coming out, and yeah, I think you'll really enjoy that. I mean, I, I guess that's still considered anime, but I don't I, know if it's by a Japanese studio. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's by DreamWorks, but I don't know who they hired out to do the actual right um, 
It's a cartoon. It's close enough. Yeah. yeah. Oh, people, some people just lost their their collective <laughs> SHIT. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. Man. All right, all right. Well, we'll get them back because uh, I've been watching little bits and pieces of stuff, but the one that I've, I found really interesting, and you may find interesting too, is called Fantasy Star Online 2, the animation. Is it spelled P-H? P-H. Okay. And it's it's on Crunchyroll. It's one of their streaming things. So episode comes out in Japan. The next day, it's available on Crunchyroll. Mm. And it's it's nice because because it shows you both sides of it. It's the the main focus is this uh, kid in school. He's at a boarding school, and it's it's based in the year twenty twenty seven. He is a newbie, so he's never played this before, and the He's given an assignment by the president of the student council basically saying, okay, I need you to start playing this and write a report on it because reasons. Mm -hmm. And he starts playing, so you get to see his out-of-game experiences and his in-game experiences, and he's learning about what it means to be a a gamer in an MMO and all this. And it's, it's, it's got your typical Japanese teen drama thing going on a little bit. But it's just fun watching it because in the one episode, he has to go and pick something up from uh, a construction company. They, they need to give something to the student council. I guess they're redoing a building or whatever. So he's there and he's waiting for the guy to get the stuff. And there are two construction workers there. And they're talking about the game that he played last night, the group he was in. And these are two burly construction workers. One of them, his character is a cat girl. And the other one, his character is this little kid that dresses up like a mouse. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's the disconnect from, you know, yeah, people can go online and be whatever the hell they want. Right. But it's it's just fun to watch, even though at the end of the second episode, the main character and I said more or less the same thing at the exact same time. I have no idea what's going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it, if if anyone's on Crunchyroll and it's free, so why the hell not? I, I would suggest it. It's it's a fun little thing, and it's it's brand new. It just started January of this year, so it, it's brand new anime. I think they're up to, like, episode 12 or something like that now. Mm, cool. Yeah, but like I said, I've been watching, you know, a lot of Sailor Moon with Kira and, yeah, just bits and pieces here and there. Nothing, you know, too in-depth just because I don't have the time. Time is a well, luxury we do not have. <laughs> Or Kira's home, and there are certain things I will not watch. Yeah, 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 that you can't. Yeah. Although uh, she was out playing, that's how I managed to watch Attack on Titan. And Michelle was there with me. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, how are you squeezing that in? Because that's not really... Well, because it's summer, so Kira's outside a lot. Mm. Playing with uh, our our next-door neighbor, her great-granddaughter, lives in Maryland during the school year because that's where she goes to school with, and that's where her father lives, but her mom lives up here. So the summers, she comes up here. And so they'll be out, park across the street, playing in the yard, whatever. So I can sneak stuff in then as long as I pause appropriately. <laughs> yeah. Between things. But Michelle's been wa- watched it with me and she seemed fairly interested in it. Well, so, it, uh, is, it, it is, uh, well, I mean, we can get into that when we talk about it. It's, it's, right. it's, it, it is different. Oh, it is. It is. And I have, I had only ever seen the, the first two episodes prior to this. So I have no idea where it's going. Yeah, I hadn't seen any of them, just like maybe a trailer and, and mm-hmm. 
just was like, well, what is going on here? Yeah. And so, still still th- thinking that, you know, from watching, because I'm three episodes in and, and still like, whoa, what is. <laughs> yeah. What's the end game here? What's going on? <laughs> so uh, do we want to take a break and then get back in, into this stuff? Sure. OK, we'll see you on the other side, everyone. Warlord Worlds, a fan podcast devoted to the comic creations of Mike Grell, including Warlord, John Sable, Star Slayer, Shaman's Tears, and Green Arrow. I'm Darren. And I'm Ruth. Join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in the many excellent comics from writer and artist Mike Grell. Warlord Worlds is available at podbean.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. Find us at warlordworlds.com. And we're back. And uh, through scientific method, we have determined that we will be going in alphabetical order and therefore go with Attack on Titan first. And uh, Dr. Bill will have our synopsis. The scientific method being the random chance that I just said. uh, Alphabetical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're a doctor. It's scientific. A is for attack. (laughs) Uh, So we have um, the first episode of Attack on Titan, and it was directed by Tetsuro... Araki, Arakai, written by Yasuko Kobayashi. <laughs> I could say Kobayashi. Oh, <laughs> you had better so, be able to. Yeah. Original air date April seventh, two thousand thirteen. English year date. See, I can't. I could say Kobayashi, but I can't say air date. <laughs> English right. air date May third, two thousand fourteen. So this. You know, so we're kind of jumping ahead to something very recent. Yeah. On, on the show. And the name of the show, like we've already said, is Attack on Titan. And episode one, to you in 2,000 years, the fall of Shingashine. Shing, shin, Shingashina. 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 Part one, or uno, for those of you in the know. <clears throat> for over a century, humans have been living in settlements surrounded by three gigantic walls, which prevent the Titans giant humanoid creatures who eat humans from entering. Young, young Aaron Jaeger, which that just confused me completely because I was thinking Jaegers from um, right. from um, <laughs> Pacific Rim. And yeah, why, why, why doesn't he just get in the giant robot and fight them? Yeah, I was like, oh, oh, so they got Jaegers. No, no. Of the town of Shingashina wishes to see the outside world by joining the scout regiment. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you then later. As he likens living in the cities to livestock. Despite this, his adopted sister... Ah, well, good. See, that wasn't quite... I couldn't quite figure that out. Yeah, I, I thought... I knew she wasn't his sister. Right. But, but I was like, was well, why is she it... living with them? Is she like right. a neighbor kid? And just happened to be there when all this stuff went down? But anyway, this is answered in this lovely synopsis that I just read for the first time. Despite this, his adopted si- sister, Mikasa Ackerman, and their mother... Carla Jaeger are against him joining the scouts. Even after seeing the scouts return home with large casualties, (laughs) 
Aaron expresses. <laughs> All we are saying is give her his hand. Oh. <laughs> Aaron expresses his interest to join, which impresses his father, Grisha Jaeger, who is creepy. After Aaron and Mikasa rescue their friend Armin Arlet from a group of delinquents due to his views that the walls will not protect them forever, a titan much taller than the walls, later named the Colossal Titan, suddenly appears and knocks down the gate to Shingashina, allowing smaller titans to enter as the town erupts into mass panic. Aaron and Mikasa run to their home to find their mother pinned under their collapsed house. Carla begs them to flee but they refuse until the city guard Hans, or Haynes, or however you would say it, arrives and takes them away. Aaron watches in horror as the smiling titan eats Carla, his mother. Yeah, that was kind of disturbing. <laughs> Oof. Yes. There's a lot of things in this that were very disturbing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you said, the dad. Yeah, the dad's got something, something going on. Something's going on with the dad and this key he has around his son's neck because he says when he comes back, oh, when I, when I get back from uh, my trip in the city, we're going to go in the cellar. And <laughs> I'll show you what's down there. And, and, his, and his father, like, I don't know. His father's kind of prominent because he prevented some type of disease. I'm thinking yeah. uh, experimentation. He probably caused the disease. That's my guess. I have no proof. I'm just spirit. You know, this is, this is you know, we don't know. Gene and I don't know where this ends. We have not peeked ahead. I mean, you you haven't gone any further than the three we've covered, right? That, right. Look. I've I've only seen up to episode three. Mm-hmm. And but it's interesting that you know when his dad said that to him, hey, there's this key to that locked thing in the cellar. I'll to- show you when I get back. My note was, well, he's dead. No, I don't think he's dead. No, th- th- but that's just the way it works. It's oh like, yeah. I'll sign that life insurance when I get back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, among the so the dynamic, there was little cutscenes. I, I guess it would have been where there would have been a normal commercial break, but watching it on Netflix and, and it kind of went by real quick. But and I had to pause it, and it explained some of like what the height of the walls were, right? The different levels, because I thought it was just one big giant city, but actually the this 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 town of um, Shigashina is one little like like a little bubble out on like it, it it's not really i guess it is the outer wall yeah it, but it, it's kind of like a a point they were bait is what yeah, i'm gonna call them yeah that's exactly what they are and that is really disturbing especially you know my question is did they know they were bait do they no, realize the i don't think they realize that they're bait because picture uh, okay you have one big circle in the middle then you have another circle then there's one other circle way out, right? I think that's what it was. But on yes. this other circle way out, there's these little bubbles on the edge of the circle. And that's where Shingashina was. But they stick out. They're more pronounced from, you know, from the actual and, and they're huge. There's a small city in there. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not small. And see, when I first watched it, I thought, "Oh, well, you know, this is just one part of the outer wall." They have a lot of these cities, and the inner wall. It's I'm thinking minus Tirith, you know, where you yeah, have yeah. the multiple walls, but it's all densely packed. And they call that wall Maria, I think, or wall, or is it wall road? No, I, uh, it's Maria. Maria is the outer wall, mm. and so but, they. These but that's not the outer. Fleeing. But that's not the outer wall of Shingashina. Right. That's, that's the through inner Maria. wall. That's yeah. that's like the inner wall. That's where they all go into to get in to to try to get away. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, it doesn't really. 
work. Yeah, I I find it very interesting how they they uh, foreshadow stuff in this, like when like Aaron's all, coming Aaron's like, coming back from gathering wood, right? So he's he what I I originally thought he came back from gathering wood and went through the gate back into the city where he was gathering wood on the other side of Wall Maria. Right, he was going deeper in, into. Yeah, I mean that's how big these walls are. They encompass a huge territory. It's yeah. Because I originally thought it was just like one small city that, and it just had three walls. But it's it's like it's where the last of humanity resides. Yeah, this is all there is. Yeah, and these these things are massive. Yeah, uh, there's in the central ring is like is the government, of course. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Put all the people out in the outer rings first. Let them get eaten. Yeah, but. Uh, What's interesting is as Aaron's coming back in, the guards, including Hans, Hansel, Hansel, Hansel. I'm sorry, <laughs> I always go to that. <laughs> but Abra as they're coming back in, Abracaposus, <laughs> Hocus Cadabra, Newport, Newport News, News. Walla, Walla Washington. <laughs> and as they're coming in, the guards are drunk, and it's oh, these walls will never fall. It's like okay. <laughs> Total confidence in defense. This will not end well. Yeah. And then the same thing with the Survey Corps coming back. It's like, oh, you know, they went, let's say they went out with a thousand guys while a hundred came back. It was just devastating. Some of them in pieces. Yeah, some of them in pieces. Yeah, because one, one little, one old lady, well, no, not, I mean, she wasn't really that old, She, but she's no. like, my son, my son is, where's my son? I don't see him. And, Here he is. <laughs> yeah, one of the guys, you know, like looks up and um, and another one of his uh, the scout re regiment says, "Give it to her, show her." And he has this small bundle that looks like a baby, and then he brings it down and he gives it to her and she opens it and it's her son's hand, hand and, and part of his forearm. And then she, she says, "Well, he died for a good reason, right? He died for humanity, right?" And oh the, the no. Breaks down. No, it's it was like, completely pointless. He died for nothing. Yeah. We did fight for nothing. Uh, and after all this, Aaron's still like, "Wow, those guys are heroes." You yeah. idiot. <laughs> yeah, and his um, his uh, and Aaron thinks he's a real t that he's a big tough guy, a tough mm. kid, when it's actually his adopted sister Mikasa that everybody runs from. Right, they they see Aaron coming down. It's, ah, it's just him again. They see Mikasa. Oh, oh crap, run! We it's her. Out of here. She's and, the badass of the group. And um, they come and save his little friend Armin, little blonde-haired kid who's just you know he's an idealist. You know. Oh yeah. Well, 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 well. I mean, he his thing is like you know these walls aren't going to last forever. You know we've got to we've got to think of you know this isn't. I mean, he's kind of on the same page as Aaron, but. Coming from a different, you, you know, he's more, he, but he doesn't really want to fight, though. He's just like, he's a very odd character. Yeah, he's interesting. And when we when we get further in, what happens with him, you know, it is uh, it's a nice progression with what they do with him in the second episode. But mm -hmm. we won't get into that right now. Right. But, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, and that, he's being beat up some kids because he, you know. Um, he's blaspheming. Right. He's basically saying these walls will not hold forever, and that the 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 state religion is basically saying that these walls are holy; they will always protect us, etc. Yep. And if you say something against that, you're blaspheming. And just then, 
Ah, that, just then, and this is the this is the picture that I'm pretty sure everyone who has ever done a Google search on Attack on Titan has seen, and that's the 75 meter tall skinless giant. And these things fall the from the sky, right? Don't they? Well, see, that's that's what I don't understand. That's what I was. I don't quite understand. Yeah, it's like are are they where are they come? It seemed like it fell from the sky, or or when they maybe I'm getting confused with some of the flashbacks and stuff. I could have swore it looks like some of them fell from from the sky when when they were talking about when they were first attacked. And I may be confusing stuff in episode two and three. Well, no, because there was an explosion. There's there was something. I'm pretty sure something fell from the sky, and that's when the Colossal Titan appeared. Right. Peeking over the wall. And he kicked the hole in the wall, and then where'd he go? You know? it's just, He kicked this hole in the wall, and then you never see him again. You would think he would be standing there ripping it apart, but he just disappears. Hmm. So I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And it, it may be re- revealed later in the series. I don't know. But it's just like that, and then, uh, well, that's the second episode. I won't go, go into that one. Mm. But yeah, that that thing is just that is disturbing because it's it's got no skin on it and it's smoking, which is what leads me to believe that that it that's what fall, fell from the sky. Then no, it's not smoking a cigarette. It's basically no. all steamy. Right. It's but, it's got smoke coming out from between the the side teeth behind its muscles, which mm, is yeah, it's very it's, it's it's like a like if you've ever looked in a textbook. That shows the that shows a picture of a human body with no skin, and or seen the movie Hellraiser, <laughs> when the guy is uh, coming back uh, like body layer by body layer until he gets skin, and it's 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 it looks just like that, but it's huge, and does the drop kick me Jesus on the uh, gate door mm. and smashes in the outer gate or just smashes I don't know if it's a gate or is it a gate or it smashes a hole in the wall I think he just smashed a hole in the wall. Yeah, and the rocks go flying in and crush some of the uh, of the buildings. One of which being Aaron's home. Right. And um, they all run back and find his that his mother is pinned under the rubble. And and you know, oh, but before we get to that, all the other smaller titans are running into the city, and it's a buffet. <sighs> yeah, like the one the one woman that runs around a corner and she's in a dead end. And then, looks and then up. she's looking, and then she looks up, and this giant, this sexless giant, looks over with this. Their, their faces have this horrible rictus grin on them, and their jaw, you know, their mouths extend kind of very little bit wider than normal. And wasn't she the one who got picked up by her head? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, picks her up by her head, head and her legs are wiggling and they, and then they like you see her feet come off the ground and then her shoes drop. It's very graphic. It's very yeah. well. It's graphic without being graphic. W- right. Like when Aaron's right. Mom... It wasn't graphic, but it was. Yeah. It was on. I mean, there's some scenes that are very graphic, but disturbing graphically. Yeah, yeah very disturbing. Like uh, and I, as you can understand, with these people eating giants coming in, everybody has just decided to panic. Yeah. And run for the one gate. Yeah, and like oh, Maria. there's like the one guy the Oh, the end is near, repent now. Chomp. Yeah. <laughs> and he to his credit, to that guy's credit, he's quoting scripture up until he's bitten. Yep. So good for him. And then, that is that is security in your beliefs. And they, they show some of the people are bitten and they're like bitten in half and then there's yeah. just nothing, you know, uh and then they just eat them. Yeah, but uh Ugh. 
Aaron and Mikasa are trying to lift the beam off of Carla, mm-hmm. and they're two. They're what eight, ten? Yeah, like that. And they they cannot move this beam. And she's yelling at him, "Go, go!" So Hans runs up and says, "Oh, I will kill the Titan!" And he runs at him, then says, "This is not a good idea." Yeah, runs he stops and grabs the kids because they have like these. Uh, I mean, they're they're explained in a later episode what they actually are, but they're like like these harnesses. It's called an omnidirectional mobility gear. It's basically mechanical web swinging, right from the it's, hips. It's yeah. It's the best way to think about it is they've got this thing that fires cables out. And you're able to swing like Spider-Man with your arms free. Yeah. So he goes, you know, he's all gung-ho. And then he sees the Titan. And then he takes the kids and he turns the other way. Right. And as he's running away with the kids, they're looking back at their mother. And uh, the Titan eats yeah. the mother. And that, that they show in silhouette. Yeah. Which is, that is disturbing. Especially when you see the lump go down his throat. Uh. Ugh. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Paul's no, kids. It was yeah, actually Paul's, Paul's kids. kids. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's an interesting setup for this series. I watched you... this by myself while everybody else was on vacation, and I ha- had to house to myself. And I watched these first three episodes back to back, and I'm just sitting there going, "What the hell?" Am I? Uh, get, getting a little like fr- not freaked out, but just like, oh, "Man, this is oof." Yeah, it's hard to watch. Yeah, it's. I don't think I could watch more than three at a time, you know, uh, and I'm watching them on Crunchyroll, so I've got, you know, the, I don't have any breaks or anything because I'm the idiot that paid for the subscription, mm. and it, it's, in, it's just, you just watch this whole thing, and it doesn't let up at all. Once it gets going, it does not let up. Even, like, the second and third episode, yeah, there's a little bit of downtime, but you always have these flashes back to, ah, hey, he's remember his mom getting eaten again. Uh, thanks for reminding us. We really needed that. But it's interesting that we do f- we find out in the second episode why Hans changed his mind because he's all gung ho and then it's like no kids phew, and runs back and it's real sudden and they don't explain it in the first episode which I like because there's no time for an explanation. He just runs. He just gets the kids out of there. Yeah. At which point Carla changes her mind. Says no help. Get, come back. <laughs> And that's when she gets eaten. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> well, no, because she actually told them, she said, even if you get me out, my legs are crushed. I won't right. be able to walk. You won't yeah. be able to carry me. You must leave. You must but, go. I, yeah, but then when she's actually faced with being eaten, she I, has a human reaction. To be honest with you, I didn't even notice because I think I was so much in shock just watching. I didn't even, it didn't, re- it didn't even register that she was screaming, you know, to come yeah. back because I was just so. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just found that really well written because a normal human, no matter how self-sacrificing they are, at that very last instant, the self-preservation instinct kicks in. And it's, no, save me, help! Yeah. But too little too late, you know? <sighs> but, yeah, it's, it's a, a good way to start a series off to you know, knock the audience back on their heels. So, And so far, it seems to be paying off on that, which is good. But we'll have to wait and see as we go on. Mm. So we want to move on to something a little lighter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's time for a little lighter. Li- if you can call a eternal struggle between good and evil and the desolation of a continent and e- <laughs> lighter, 
in this case, it actually is. It actually is because there's a little bit of humor in here. Because <laughs> we haven't oh. had any humor. I, there, there's, you don't get humor until the third episode of Attack on Titan. And even then, they bring it down. It's like, yeah, those yeah. people are only laughing because they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, so it's, yeah. Oof. Oh, so, I, yeah, I guess we're going to move on to <laughs> Record of Lotus War. Take it away, Mr. Hendricks. Okay, Record of Lotus War, Episode 1, Prologue to the Legend, which is a rather strange title, and we'll get into that in a little bit. It's got a strange opening. This one is a very long opening, too. Yes. Before we even get to the... Uh, but anyway, go ahead. Yes. We can discuss that after. <laughs> Original release on this one was June 30th, 1990, so still more recent than Star Blazers. Mm -hmm. A group of adventurers, Parn the Knight, Deedlet the Elf, Gim the Dwarf, Woodchuck the Thief, Slain the Wizard, and Ato the Cleric entered the ruins of the Great Dwarven Hall. After fending off an attack by gargoyles, not the Disney gargoyles, these are evil gargoyles, they continue further into the hall, certain that they are not alone. Deedlet is caught in a trap, because she's a female, and when Parn tries to rescue her, he is caught himself, and they are separated from the others. In a flashback, we learn that Parn and his group have been tasked by King Fawn of, to find the sage Wart, to see if he can provide them any information about Carla, the Grey Witch. Deedlet and Parn find a mural depicting an epic battle between the gods 20 years ago. 20 years ago? 20 years ago? I don't think that's right, but we'll go on. As they continue through the catacombs, they awaken a green dragon. Unable to fight it, they attempt to run past it, but are trapped when the rest of the group arrives. Together, they are able to defeat the dragon, but his thrashing body causes the catacombs to collapse and force the group to flee the hall. Well, 20... Well, maybe they're getting confused, because Parn's obviously either a teen... A late teen or an early 20-year-old, and right. his father, which we won't find out here, but you'll find out later. See, I don't remember much beyond episode three either. It's been so long since I watched this, so it's, I'm kind of in the same boat with this as I am with Attack right. I, I have an idea, but I just don't remember. It's been yeah, so I, I know certain specifics, but I don't know the whole story. But but Parn's father was a, I was a knight, and I guess he was discredited or something. And now he's wearing his father's armor. You picked this up in episode two. So that's why I'm wondering if there was some type of battle 20 years ago. Because that would match up with the timeline of possibly when Parn's father... Because there's a scene right. in episode two where he walks away. Well, there there is something going on that we will find that involves Carla and Wart and... Okay, but yeah, this, but, but the battle, that. because the opening of this episode... We, we, we would have the same voiceover in the in two and three, and I'm assuming the rest of them, but in the first one it is extremely long and does a big detailing of the war between Thalus uh, oh. and Phalaris, the gods of light and dark. Yeah, and, and, and how the the continent of Lodos was created, the the cursed continent. Or the cursed yeah, the, island. The accursed islands. And my note for that is not the best PR. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but that's kind of, so it seems like this battle took place a while ago. Yeah. I, because the, not 20 years. No, the way, the way that opening narration makes it seem is this is like a thousand years ago. Mm -hmm. And that's when, um, that's when Lodos appeared, got broken off from the main continent. And, 
you know, yeah, 20 doesn't make sense. 20 years does not make sense for that battle to have occurred. For this other thing to have happened, which we don't know about yet, yes, but not for that battle. Uh, but it is a nice nice bit of world building that we get right off the bat, so you're, you're in the right frame of mind. I like the voice of the guy that does the opening. Oh, yeah, he's really good. I don't know. I didn't look up who he is, like if, if he's... If he's a well-known, he's very distinctive, and I think I've heard him in other things, but I don't know what. Yeah, I I know what you mean. I I associate him with this series, so I'm not a hundred percent sure if I've heard him somewhere else. Mm. Oh, and what what I like about it is we get the opening credits. Pretty much, you get this big info dump, and hey, you know, Lodos, the Accursed Island, etc. And then you get this light and airy song on the, the opening credits. Yeah, in both the opening and closing, you have yeah. the... Uh, yeah, but, I don't think Attack on Titan really has any light opening credits. No, yeah. no. But then, uh, the current, I, I want to say D&D group, but it's really a Pathfinder group that I play in. We're going up against people trying to resurrect Tiamat. Now, for mm. those of you that are not familiar with Dungeons & Dragons, the Tiamat dra- it's dragon. is a, the mother dragon. She has the heads, uh, one head for each of the five evil dragon races. So at the end of these opening credits, where you see the five dragon heads, all I was like, ah, Tiamat! <laughs> <laughs> Stay back! Yeah, and this really is the the, the straight-up D&D um, basic party. Oh, it is. Yeah, I mean, you've you got... You have the fighter, you have the thief, you have the, uh, the elf who's in touch with nature, you have the healer... Um, you have a wizard. You have the wizard, and yeah, then and you, you have, have dwarf. the dwarf. You have to have a dwarf. Yeah. And this, ever since I saw this for the first time, Gim has informed my way of role-playing a dwarf. (laughs) Because he's got the best attitude. I mean, I wrote down the one perfect quote was, uh, after he praises Deedlit for doing something, and I I think it was Woodchuck that turns to him and says, you know, weren't you just riding her ass before? And it's just, only a human would let his feelings stop him from recognizing someone's special talents. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That is, that's just like quintessential dwarf to me. He's attitude, but he's all business. And And he can back it up. I mean, he, he jumped and nailed that dragon in the nose with his axe. Oh, yeah. And he's hanging on as the thing's whipping him back and forth. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for I waited for him to get up at the end and say, I hope you appreciate it. I do all my own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> now, is it just me or is Deedlet, especially in this episode, a bit of a ditz? I mean, she's walking through here. It's ooh shiny. Let me grab that. <laughs> yeah, it, you if you know, as old as elves are supposed to be. You would think, I mean, I don't know if they say how old she really is, but, you know, they're technically supposed to be kind of long-lived. Yeah, they, they haven't said it yet in the first three episodes. So. Yeah, I mean, but it's usually there are a couple hundred years old, you would think, or thousand or more. And she kind of just, you know, look, something shiny in a dungeon. Let me let me grab it. Oh, it's a trap. Yeah, shocking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but... This is one thing that I love this episode. This is a great episode. Any Dungeons and Dragons, anyone that's starting to play Dungeons and Dragons should have to watch this episode because it's quintessential. This is how a party operates. But we have this big opening narration. Phallus versus Phalaris. You know, only two were left at the end. Who was Karnith? 
Uh, that is the servant of Phalaris. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, because it's this whole thing. You have the god gods of light and dark battling each other and all their minions and all that's left. Oh, okay. And is the uh, goddess of create god of creation, goddess of creation, or and the god of death or whatever. But we have this big opening narration. Then Parn and Deedlet come into this room with a big mural, and Deedlet explains the whole thing again. <laughs> yeah. What, what was the point of the opening if you're just going to have her do it in the episode? I mean, just get rid of uh, As much as I love the, the beginning, just get rid of that and let her give it to us in story. Mm-hmm. You know, don't do it twice. It That that threw me right out of it. it it's just odd. And then we get the pseudo introduction of Carla here, where she comes in. She's talking to Wart, the guy they're looking for. Yeah, she's got a low cut shirt. Right, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And she, she's got the ha 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 ha. But it's interesting because we will find a, a, a lot more about her later. Yeah, I'm thinking. I remember something about her. I don't think she's yeah. all she appears to be, from what I remember. But she is. What what we get from this is that she is about balance. She is like the epitome of a true neutral character. She sides with. Whatever, un, whatever the underdog is. Well, her name is the Gray Witch. Right. So she, yeah. she's like, not the this, Black Witch. She's not the White Witch. She's the Gray Witch. So she's either going to help the good guys because evil's in power, or she's going to help the bad guys if the good guys are in power. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, it looks like she's on the bad guys' side. So that's that's going to be fun to to watch. Yep. But yeah, that what we're going to find out next episode is this is, like, the middle of the story. Right, right, because now, yeah, we're going to go back and you're, you know, this this kind of dropped you in the action, now you're going to get the build-up uh, how everybody came together, right. basically. But, yeah, the next couple episodes are going to be how, you know, how the team started. And, you know, this one knows that one, and then that one knows that one, and they mm-hmm. come together because of this. And yeah, Etoth all- e- seems to know Parn... I would say Deedlet and Gim know each other. Actually, they don't. That's, oh, they that, don't? Oh, that's, okay. That's the fun part. Mm. Yeah. It, it's oh, Gim no, it's Gim and, and Slain. Slain that know each yeah. other. Woodchuck doesn't know anybody. They find him. Yeah, and Deedlet just shows up. Right. Say, hey, fluttering you know, about the there. trees. Yeah. But that's in the second episode. Right. But so, yeah, I'm here we just get a good, you know, everybody shows off their talents. Uh, and... Um, like you yeah. said, Gim sticks his uh, the, the, his axe in the sword of I mean in the um in the nose of the dragon, which I wonder why that dragon didn't burn a crap out of them earlier on. I'm like, burn him, burn him, burn him. Yeah, what are you waiting I'm, on? You're a dragon. That's what I'm thinking. Like, so use your breath weapon. Come on. Like he uses his breath his his breath weapon finally later at the end. I was like, why? He's like, why didn't you just man, man? You know what? I should be a dragon. <laughs> I'd be a big fat dragon, but man, I'd use that breath weapon. <gasps> I wouldn't be waiting and getting, you know, because he gets in close and does some melee fighting with him. Yeah, I mean, when you get him, the trap. Blast him. That, that, that corridor, that block corridor, just get your head back. Yeah, he's he's trying him. to shove himself in there. I'm like, just send a column of flame right up the the thing. What are you doing? Yeah. Stupid I, dragon. Uh, <laughs> I like how he has his pilot light on his tongue. <laughs> Pilot leads out. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to get a little match in there. Ah, 
And to completely sidetrack us, have you ever watched the Rankin Bass movie, The Flight of Dragons? Mm, I've watched the Rankin Bass of The Hobbit. Yeah, well, this this is smog or smog or however you want to say it. Well, this is completely different. It, it's based on a book, but it's, it's, it stars John Ritter, Henry Morgan, and James Earl Jones. Or are they voices of dragons? Well, uh, John Ritter's a human. Uh-huh. Henry Morgan is a wizard, and James Earl Jones is an, an evil wizard. But they go through all this, and... So he's the, reprising his role from Conan, basically. Or had he uh, done his role with Conan? No, this is much later than that. Oh. But it's he's even more evil <laughs> than that. Henry but, Morgan from MASH? From MASH, Colonel yeah. Potter? Colonel Potter is a wizard. Oh, boy. Well, you know what? Yeah, I think he... Would, I think he voiced. Maybe I have seen that because I remember hearing a uh, him voicing. He didn't voice one of the elves in The Hobbit, did he? No, no, he didn't. The cartoon, not the. Uh... Yeah, uh, no, he didn't. <laughs> he wasn't in The Hobbit at all. Oh. But it's interesting because it's partially science based. In fact, uh, John Ritter's character overcomes the wizard at the end by uh, quoting science facts to him. Hmm. And they're, they're well, going. Maybe I have whole... seen that. That does sound vaguely familiar. So they, they go through this whole thing that okay, well, dragons have to eat limestone, so that their stomach acids can create the uh, flammable gas, and then they've got a electrical spark in their throat that ignites it, and that's how they breathe fire. Also, how they fly because the gas is lighter than air. The more gas they have inside them, the higher up they can float, hmm. and the reason they have to sleep on coins and everything is because it's non-flammable bedding. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a fun little movie. I, I actually first saw it on, um, Oh, I'm, I'm looking Cartoon at some Network. pictures now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I vaguely remember this. It's, I know it's, it's available on Amazon, but you have to pay for it. It's got like that. It doesn't have cool. Well, I guess it does have some of the, Rankin Bass look to their cartoons, but not. Don't look at the cover image. Look at. No, look at I looked at that. Yeah, and that looked like a straight up Disney. But now looking deeper into these images, yeah, it does look. Uh, yeah, it does look a little more Rankin Bassy, I yeah. guess, if you want to. That's a term. <laughs> yeah, they do have a, a, a very unique animation style. Oh, I see John Ritter would be the guy with the glasses. Yeah. And James Earl Jones would be the guy in the red. Yes, the Red Wizard. And Harry Morgan is the... Uh, the Green Wizard. The Green Wizard. With the long white beard. Yep. And, like and the nose that prevents game. him from drinking anything. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a maester from Game of Thrones. I don't yeah, know if you watch Game of Thrones. I do not. Oh. I watched the... We have the first season on DVD. I was able to get through the first two episodes and said, eh, a little too much. I've read the first three books... But I the the TV show is just a little too intense, you know. It's like you can't watch more than an episode at a time before you start getting sick. Mm. At least with me, you know. So the fact that I watched like three seasons in about a week, I'm some type of psycho. <laughs> well. Uh... <laughs> I fell asleep watching some. Uh, it depends on how, how tired you are. You well, know? it was. I think I was like three or four or five episodes in, and I fell asleep one where, they're, where they take take t- take the green fire, um, a, uh, 
like like oh the dragon fire and uh, they I can't believe I fell asleep it, it scared the crap out of me when they actually uh, they 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 put it in a boat and they were leaking it into the river and they, and then they blew up uh, basically uh, what's his name oh, I can't think of the guy's name Stannis Baratheon's fleet because they ignited it on the water and it oh. took out most of his fleet and created this huge green explosion and 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 I had fallen asleep before they lit the stuff and and, and I had headphones on and all of a sudden whoom and I opened up my eyes and I was looking at the TV and all I saw was this huge green ball of fire and I'm like what the hell's going on <laughs> I had to back it up like 20 minutes because I guess I'd been dr- drifting on and off so <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> but it was no it was good I mean, well. but it's not a Game of Thrones podcast but we're no. but, but we're drifting. We're drifting. Stay on target. Well, that's about all I have for this one. I mean, it, it's just I know enough of what's coming later that I don't want to say too much about it. Yeah, like, we'll I, get I know to who them. Carla actually is. I, 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 I don't want to know. Yeah, I'm not saying it. That, okay. So. I'm well. Let's see. Uh, see, I don't. I, I honestly don't remember. I'm going to say Parn's mother. Not going to tell you. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell you if you're right or wrong. Okay. Well, I guess. I guess this kind of wraps up. We're 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 just getting back into the swing of things. Yeah. But uh, next time, next time, all in all, new anime freaks. I believe we will be doing. We'll we'll do episode two. We'll be doing two episodes, and uh, we'll do the number two episodes of uh, each series. Yes, because that's going to be a, a nice dynamic. I think. Yeah. Going, going Light between and those dark. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait until we get to dark and dark. Yeah, it'll be darker <laughs> and dark. Oh man! So I guess um, next time for Record of Lotus War, it's Blazing Departure. Right. And what and do then, we have for the uh, Fall of Shingashina Part Two? Oh, that's right, Part Dos. Yes. Or part as I two. like to call it, everybody get the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> yeah, it's it's gonna be fun when we get to see the football titan. Oh. <laughs> Have fun, everybody. See you later. Later. Two True Freaks. If you've enjoyed our show, please 
why don't you take a moment to read us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. No.